We are all miracles and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute to the world, and it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. That's why I created the Preschool SLP podcast. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. Let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. You bring your own unique gifts. Together, let's create better. So if you work with children in group settings, either small groups or large groups, this is the episode for you. I'm going to challenge you today to take a stance. And that stance I want you to take is a stance on your group being a place that values equity and not equality. So before we dive in, we need to define what are you talking about when you talk about equity and equality, because they sound like synonyms to me, Kelly. I know that's what you're thinking, but they're very different. And it's really important that you're very clear on what your goal is in your group. And that is going to impact significantly what kind of outcomes you're going to have in that group. So when we look at equality, equality is treating every child the same. I'm not going to advocate for that. And that's what we're going to dive in. And I want you to be very clear on where I'm coming from. And I want you to be very clear on where you're coming from when it comes to intervention, because this is an important sticking point that you need to be clear on. This is why I stand for this. These are the reasons why. What I am going to say is equity is the goal. And equity is very different from equality because equity is doing something to achieve that all children in the group can have that outcome, can achieve that goal. So in equity, you're doing something different. You're DSDing, you're doing something different based on the unique individual differences of the children and the group to make it possible that every single child in that group can achieve the goal. So in one, equality, you're doing the same for all children. In a group that's focused on equity, you're doing something different for each child based on their unique strengths and differences to make sure that they can all achieve that goal. I'm going to say we got to let equality go and we have to focus our efforts instead on equity. And I think that's so important. It's so un-American because our constitution is based on all men are created equally. 
But the fact of the matter is, is that all men are not created equally. Thank goodness. Like our world would be such a boring place if it was. If everyone was equal, we would be like one of those factory items made in China where every single dish is the exact same and they call it pottery, but it isn't. It was made by a machine. They're all the same. That's not what we want. What we want instead is to recognize that we're not all created equally. And if you look at any classroom of children, what you're going to find is within that classroom of children, and I mean classroom, I'm talking a small group of children, three children, what you're going to find is that there's going to be children in that group that have attentional challenges. There's going to be children in that group with self-regulation issues. There's going to be children in that group with cognitive flexibility issues. There's going to be children in that group with inhibitory control issues. There's going to be children in that group with anxiety. There's going to be children with traumatic backgrounds. There's going to be children with communication impairments. There's going to be children with executive function difficulties. So all of these children, if they're going to be successful, they'll be in there. They'll be in that group, especially if you work with children with communication impairments, because all of these issues, they're at greater risk for it. These children are in the group. If you want to be successful, if you want these children to be successful, if you want these children to thrive, you are going to need to do something different with each of the children in that group. So this is not about equality. This is not about treating all the children the same because these children are not from a factory. These children do not need factory settings that prepare pretends that all of these children are the exact same. Instead, they need modifications. They need adjustments. They need accommodations. They need individualization. So you got to get real on this or you're not going anywhere. We're going to talk about principles and principles are going to drive practice and principles and practice. And there's your effectiveness as an interventionist. If your principles aren't in the right place, you're not going anywhere. So let's talk about these principles and what are they going to look like in practice? What it's about is 99.99% is about prevention. And what are we preventing? We're preventing these children that are neurodivergent from getting into their amygdala, reptilian, trauma, fight, flight, freeze, fawn, brain. And what do I mean by that? We're preventing that from happening by making these individualization accommodations. That means we are not treating everyone as equal. Instead, we're doing something different based on each child's unique strengths and weaknesses so that everyone in that child is go- and everyone in that group, excuse me, is going to thrive. So what does that mean? That means that 
we're going to have preferential seating, perhaps, or different type of seating. We're going to have physical arrangement differences. We're going to have visuals. We're going to have choices. We're going to have social stories. Well, they might have a fidget in their hand. They may have noise canceling devices. They might be the first one that's called to go up in line or the first one that gets to choose their center. You are setting the stage for these children to be successful. So what you're doing is equity-based intervention. So be very clear on your principles. Because if you're not clear on your principles, then you're not going to be clear on your practices. You're not going to be clear on your strategies. And there's going to be inconsistency. And when there's inconsistency, then you're going to have problems in practice. So this requires consistent, dedicated, patient, persistent practice. That's not going to happen if your principles are not straight. So what we're talking about here is recognizing that every child is different. And the research that has been most effective in meta-analytic studies, systematic reviews, thousands and thousands of children from preschool age all the way through to late elementary is this. Positive behavior support interventions that are school-wide. And what does that intervention entail? That every single child in that school is successful 80% of the school day. So I talk about principles, being clear on your principle. That is a principle to be clear on. Every child that I work with, I'm going to do what it takes so they're going to be successful 80% of the time. And what is that going to take? What I'm going to do is I'm going to set the stage. I'm going to take 99.99% of my efforts. And maybe we're talking equity here, not equality. DSD, doing something different. Doing something different so that I can set these children up for success. Because when they are successful 80% of their school day, I know that they're in higher level thinking mode 80% of the time. I know that they're learning how to follow routines. They're learning how to share. They're learning how to positively participate in the academic and social setting. Because I set the stage because my principles were right on. My principles were principles that understand that every child that walks through that door has a unique set of strengths and weaknesses. And together, we're all going to rise. And we're only going to rise together if one thing happens. And if that one thing is individualization. It's understanding that every child has individual needs and needs to have individual modifications and preferences and individual accommodations set to ensure that this child can be successful in this environment. In the face of 
neurodivergence. So it's very easy for people to understand equity when it comes to someone in a wheelchair or someone who is blind. When you see these physical differences, okay, this person needs to sit in the front of the room. Okay, this person needs a ramp. But when children have neurological differences, that's when it becomes a little bit more difficult. And that's why I challenge you to be an advocate. I challenge you to take a stance. I challenge you to say, you know, I'm for equity. And this is what equity looks like. Equity looks like I'm going to do something different for this child, child A, than child B, because I understand that child A is neurodivergent. You might not be able to see it, but I see that this child has problems with executive function. I see that this problem ha- child has problems with language. I see that this prob- child has a trauma background. I see that this child has attentional difficulties, sensory challenges. I see these issues. And I see that I'm going to have to DSD, do something different for this child. I am not going to treat this child like everyone else in this room. Because if I do, I'm going to be setting the stage for this child to fail. Because this child has unique needs that need to be addressed. So that is why I'm so excited about today's episode, because I think that sometimes things have to be said and things have to be made very clear, very black and white, because you can't see it with your eyes. And these principles really have to be delineated and they need to be spoken as to a team, to other teachers you work with, to other teaching assistants you work with, to other professionals you work with. You need to make it clear what is on scene, the neurodivergence, and the impact the neurodivergence will have in social and academic academic challenges, and that something needs to be done in advance to prevent this child from falling through the cracks. This child should not have a school day in which they're 80% of the time being redirected. That's not what we're about. All children in our school, our goal is going, they're going to be successful or thrive at least 80% of that day. So how are we going to make that happen? So I want you to take all of this information roll up your sleeves, and make the world a better place one child at a time. You are always going to be first. 